Tzachim daf yud alef ten lines from the bottom. Yud omer beis at the mishnah zokta hilgam mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda omer boikin or yudal or yudal shachas or shasabia. Rabbi Yehuda says that you have to make a bedika on the night of the fourteenth, as we said in the first mishnah, as well as on the fourteenth in the morning, as well as during the time of bia, which is defined as during the sixth hour of the day. And right now we learn the mishnah as the havmin of the gemara will that Rabbi Yehuda requires three different bedikas in order to make sure that it's mamish no chametz in this house. The chamim, however, the chamim says. If you don't make it a bedikah at the night of the 14th, then you have to be a Then you have to make a bedikah in the morning of the 14th. If you don't make a bedikah in the morning, then be bedik during the 6th hour. If you didn't make a bedikah during the 6th hour, then make a bedikah even though it's after the 6th hour and it's already asabhana. And as Rashi explains, until it gets dark and until it's actually Pesach. Now, Tyson argues on Rashi and says that it doesn't make sense to say the Chum's Lashon of Yivdek Pitechamay means within the sixth hour because Rabbi Hudel used for the same Lashon Vishas Habiyah also meant within the sixth hour and why would we change the Lashon in the Mishnah between Rabbi Hudel and the Chum and therefore Taisa says El actually what the Chum means is that the third period to do B'dika is from the beginning of the seventh hour when it's already Asabah and extends until in the end of Pesach so if someone forgot to do B'dika for example they should still do a B'dika at any point during Pesach and the fourth period is that you need to even make a B'dika after Pesach as well since the whole point of Bedika, Lefiv Taisus is Shlayavalai, and that certainly applies on Pesach and even after Pesach because of an Isra on Chamish Shabbalah Pesach. And Taisus points out that Rashi Lishitase couldn't explain it this way since the Bedika is Shlayavalai Bayra, and after Pesach there is no Isra of Bayra. In any case, the Mishnah continues and says, And of course, this part of the Mishnah we explain on Tessa and Bez Lefiv Rava that we're talking about over here, anything that's left over from this Chamish, make sure to secure this Chamish well. So that if a weasel comes and you see it actually take the chametz, there will be a problem. You have to do a new bedika. Therefore, make sure you hide it that there won't be any problem of a weasel. And that's what it means. You shouldn't need another bedika afterwards. The Gemara continues. My time, Rabbi Huda. What's the pshat, Rabbi Huda? You need three actual bedikas. It's connected to three words that the Torah uses to imply they have to get rid of your chametz on Pesach. What are the three words? The word yirah. And Shivas Yom Sari Lo Yimatzeh B'Techem use the Lashon Lo Yimatzeh Ach B'Yam Misha Tashpisa B'Techem Again Lashon Hashpasa in order to tell you that there are three different periods they have to actually do a B'Dika Now that's according to the Havimina but Master Rabbi Yisrael Rabbi Yisrael has a Shailah Rabbi Huda we have a Bryce that says Rabbi Huda says Kal Shalai Badek B'Shalai Shaprakam Anyone that doesn't do a B'Dika during these three times Shub Eni Badek you shouldn't do a B'Dika after these three periods of times but Alman Kanav Eilach Hudapil the Machlech between Rabbi Huda and the Chum is not if you have to have actually three B'Dikas or only one Rabbi Huda also agrees to come, they only have to have one bedika. It's just a question of how many times. Rabbi Huda has three different periods of time, and according to come, you have four different periods of time. And based on the b'risa, therefore, we go against the havmi that we originally had that said that Rabbi Huda holds that you have three different times you have to actually make three different bedikas. And we're just saying, Rabbi Huda is saying that you have a bedika the 14th at night. If you don't do it at 14th night, then do it during the morning. And if you don't do it in the morning, then do it during the sixth hour, during the Shas Habiyah. And the Chum, of course, argue and hold that there's a fourth period of time. Masutra learns as follows. Masutra Beisav that the Brisa said a little bit different. Rabbi Yehuda Emek Kol Shleib Baduk Be'echad Mishleish Pragam Alolu Shuv Einer Baduk Alm B'Shuv Einer Baduk Who believe the same exact thing, except it says over him a Furish that if you didn't make a bedika in one of these three times, not you have to do it in all three times, but in one of these three times, then you don't have to make a bedika further. Elad Gemara explains Rabbi Yehuda Namim Loi Baduk Hamav. Of course, Rabbi Yehuda meant that if you didn't make a bedika, then you have to make these bedikas. There's no reason and there's no halacha to make three bedikas. So what's the base of the machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and 
Rabbanan, Masav Kamei Yisurah in Basa Yisurah Loi Xerah Dilma Aslam Mechamei. Rabbi Yehuda holds that the only time we make a Bedika and we require Bedika is only prior to the Ishanah Midiraisa that starts. But once Ishanah and Ishachila starts, at that point we don't allow you to make a Bedika because maybe while you make a Bedika you'll find a nice piece of challah and you'll actually come to eat and therefore we make a Xerah. Rabbanan Savit Loi Gazina Rabbanan hold that we don't make a Xerah. And of course, the way we learn Rashi and it comes out Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbanan only arguing on the fourth period of time for Bedika, that Lafir Rabbi Yehuda, you don't make a Bedika once it's past the sixth hour, and Lafir Rabbanon, you can make a Bedika from the end of the sixth hour all the way till Pesach actually starts, as we are in Gezer, Dilma Asal, and However, Lafir Taisus actually Rabbanon and Rabbi Yehuda arguing on two periods of time. There's one period of time from the seventh hour of the day until the end of Pesach, and there's another period of time from the end of Pesach and forward because of the Issa of Cham Shabbat Pesach, as we explained. Now, the Ran is bothered that Lafir Rashi Lachaira, you should say Lafir Chachamim that there's no reason why we shouldn't make a bedika during Pesach itself. If you're making a bedika anyway from the seventh hour of the day until Pesach starts, where it's an Issa at that point, and we're not worried, maybe you'll come to eat it, then Lachari, you should make a bedika on Pesach itself, and you shouldn't be worried, maybe you'll come to eat it. And the Rishonim explained that there's a big difference. During this period of time from the seventh hour until the end of the day of Pe- when Pesach starts, there's no Issachariz. However, from when Pesach starts, it's an Issachariz, and even Rabbi and agree that would be guys in such a scenario. The Gemara continues, Me guys, Rabbi Yudah, you're saying that Rabbi Yudah has a gzera, that maybe someone will come to eat it when someone is touching something and being involved with something, you'll come to eat it. We have a Mishnah that says, that says that when they brought to Aime on the 16th day of Pesach, at that point they would go out into the shuk, and the shuk was already, was the first day of Chalmayim, and was already bursting with flour and toasted dry grain that was already prepared from beforehand. And the Gemara continues on Yud Aleph from Yud Aleph. Shaloi Beretzay Chachamein Eisin Divra Meira Meira holds that this was not with the will and desire. The Chacham were not happy about this because there was a Gzera Shema Asalamechamene. When you're going and preparing all these kernels and the flour, you might come to eat from it. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, however, said Beretzay Chachamein Eisin Chacham had no problem with this. V'leika goes Rabbi Yehuda Dilma Asalamechamene, and over there Ben Egea Chadash. Rabbi Yehuda didn't make a Gzera. Maybe you'll come to eat from the Chadash before they brought the Aima. So Amirav, Rabbi says Shani Chadash Mitechshali Tach. There's actually two Yisurim by Chadash. First of all, you now eat Chadash before you bring the carbon Oymer in the base of Migdash on the second day of Yantav, on the first day of Chalamite Pesach, number one. And number two, it is also Xerah that you now even cut the wheat prior to bringing the Oymer on Pesach. So, how they even cut the wheat over here? And we know the answer is that they couldn't actually use a sickle over there. They actually had to cut the wheat by hand, and that was a hacker, it was Klachayad, and that was a Shinoi. And therefore, once you're doing it, Ali Shinoi, People remember the reason why I'm doing this holiday is because I'm also to cut the wheat and I'm also to eat it, and therefore they won't come to eat it. Masha'enka Mechamets, since it's something that you're doing regular case, you're just being baidik and you're handling it, so someone may come to eat it. Amalabai says in response to Rabba, or some have to guess the Rabba, that makes sense when they're cutting it, which we said was it then holiday yad, it was done by hand. But what are you going to say? But again, the grinding and the sifting of this wheat, because we know that the Bryson. The Mishnah said it was talking about kamach and kali. It was talking about actual flour and toasted dry grain, which means that they actually had to be grinding and sifting it in order to make flour. And over there, it's not being done. Ayudei klachiyad, ayudei shinoi. The Gemara answers holikasha. It's not a question. Even the trina with the grinding was done with a hand mill and not with a water mill, which is also a shinoi and klachiyad. And hakada gavidapa that the way that they did hakada, the way they did sifting was when they turned over the sieve, and therefore that was also ayudei shinoi, and they therefore will remember. And there's no reason to make a xera, Shema Asalamechamne. But the Gemara is, Allah, the time we have a Mishnah, 
Menachas that says, Kaisu Beis HaShlachem Sheba Malkim, even before they brought the carbon Ayman, they were able to cut from the Beis HaShlachem and the Malkim, which were irrigated fields and fields that were lying in a valley, and those Tfua, that Tfua was not kosher for the Ayman, and therefore Rashi says, that when Malkim Shatam may be Ayman Yata Kaisu Kainim Loi, they now are cut from anywhere where you could bring potentially for the Ayman from that spot, but when Malkim Shatam may be Ayman Yata Kaisu, from a place where you can't bring the carbon Ayman, you're allowed to cut from, and Rashi says, the Tfua Shulhan it wasn't the choices of Tua, and therefore you're allowed to cut it. You don't even have to do a shinoi over there. But however, you now have pile up the bundles of these Tua before you brought the carbon Ayman. But we know that that Mishnah, based on the safe of the Mishnah, is definitely referring to Rabbi Huda. And we see over there, even though you're doing Mamish Ksira and you're not doing Klach Yad, and Rabbi Huda doesn't say that Shem Yavla he doesn't make any Xer over there. So, why is that different than the case of Chametz? The difference between the case of Chametz. And the case of Chadish is by Chadish is something I'm separated from the entire year. Therefore, even though I'm cutting it, I'm actually using it and handling it. I'm not going to make a mistake and come to eat it. But Chametz is something that I'm always eating during the entire year, and that's why Rabbi Huda is geyser and is concerned. Shema Yavu Laichli Amar Rabbi Huda Rabbi Huda Kasha. Why do you ask Rabbi Huda a question? Rabbi Huda Rabbi Huda like Kasha, and you don't have a question, Rabbi Huda. Luchay in our Mishnah the Chum say we have a fourth pedika and we are in geyser Shema Yavu Laichli. And in the case of Chadish, Rabbi Meir said Shleib. Since he was Gaza, Shem Yavla Echlai. So Lachari, you see a steer. Now Rameya is part of Chum, like Rashi says, the Gaza Rameya, the Hubi Bile Plute. And the Bach is in Elam, Rabba, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, like Hashi Kadeshin. There's no steer in Rabbi Huda, like we explained, Lufia Baida Chadish Badlmane, Chametz Loi Badlmane. And Rabbana, Rabbana, Namalai Kasha. And your question from Chametz to Chadash, Binigay, Rabbana, is also not fair. Who Atma, Machazal, the Safar, Mechuk Achmane. Of course, Binigay are generally a standard din to Rabbana and Mechuk Zair. And that's why. By the case of Chadish Rameh said Shleibitzoyin wasn't properly done. However, Benigei Chametz, the whole point of going and doing Bidika is in order to find it and to burn it. Therefore, he has in his mind consistently that I have to burn this Chametz and it's us to me. And therefore, for sure, he won't come to eat it. And that's why the Fidra Banan we say we have a fourth Bidika and we are in Kaiser Shem Yavala Rav Ashi Rav Ashi comes to explain Rabbi Huda on Rabbi Huda Kasha that there's no steer on Rabbi Huda Kamech Vekalitran. It says Mefurish in that Mishnah that Benigei Chadish we're talking about flour and toasted dried grain and therefore over there it's something which is not and that's why we don't have the Gemara says these words Rav Ashi are actually not correct because it makes sense from when it's already toasted dry grain and further and of course flour but what about when it's still soft before you toast it at that point you're handling it as well and therefore we should have a if you're going to say because you did it with by hand you're cutting it by hand therefore you remember because you're doing it the same question we had before, and we see even without a hecker, there's no gzera shem yavlo echlai el drav ashi badusi. It must be Rav Ashi is not correct, and therefore we go back to the teretz of Abaya, as we said. Chadish badul bnei chametz loy badul bnei. Frankly, We just said the fear of Yehuda when you're not used to being separated from something, then we make a gzera, just like we find by the case of chametz. For time, we have a mission that says in Shabbos loy kavod mishvei fer shal beivim malan shemuvit. The Tanakam and the Mishnah over there says they now make a reservoir out of an eggshell in order to drip a little bit of oil from the top. We make an eggshell on top of a lamp and drip into the lamp in order to keep the fire going much longer. And the reason Chum say you now do this because since this eggshell is a separate reservoir that's separate and apart from the actual lamp, so it may take from the oil in this eggshell and use it for the salad or for some sort of food product. And of course, by taking oil out of this reservoir, you could be chayim and shemuchaba, like Rashi 
says, and the Rabbanon over there says, even if it's an earthenware reservoir, we still make the problem, even though it's dirty, still people may take the oil out of it. And Rabbi Yehuda over there says, and we don't make it that maybe you'll take the oil out of the reservoir. Now, over there, it's something which you're not bubbled from because every day of the week, I eat oil, I take oil from something from a kli, and we should make a over there. And Rabbi Yehuda says, it's muta, so what's pshat? And the answer the case of the oil is going when it's on Shabbos, and Shabbos, of course, is so chamer to people because it's an isakaris and it's a skila, and therefore people are much more careful. And even though it's something that you're used to taking, but it's considered bottle And Rashi points out that over here we didn't ask a question on Rabbanan ad Rabbanan because Rabbanan are generally geyser in such a case, and that's why over here they say it's also. The only reason by Chamis they were not geyser is because the Huatman Machazel of the Safari, so of course he won't come to eat it in that case, as we explained. But the Gemara Kedidin says, Rabbi the Shabbos of Shabbos, let me ask you a question on Stira of Shabbos on Shabbos. The time we have a Brysa. If you have a rope of a bucket that snaps off and now you need to tie them together, don't tie it with a knot. You could use a bow. Now, the reason why you can't use a knot, of course, is because it's made to stay and be permanent, but a bow is more temporary and therefore there's no Issa Deraisa and Rabbana Nakaiza Aniva Atukshira over here. So you see the Rabbana actually make it and do not make it zero. Rabbi Huda, I mean, Rabbi Huda says, You'll let it wrap a belt around it or a guard around it in order to secure the two parts of the rope together. However, but you can't tie it together, not with a knot and not even with a bow. So Gemara is, Kashra Rabbi Huda, Kashra Rabbana Over here you see Rabbi Huda, even though it's Shabbos, he makes it zero. And according to Rabbana, it seems to not make it zero even on Shabbos. People will be confused between different types of oil, oil from reservoir and regular oil, and that's why we make it zero. However, Kshira and Naniva are completely separate different actions, and therefore they're not going to be confused. As we said before, Rabbi Yudah is not going by Shabbos because Shabbos is However, the reason why he says you now make a bow is not because of Xera of Aniva or Tikshira, but Rabbi Yudah holds that Niva itself is actually an Isidurisa, just like Shira, and that's why you can't make a bow here over here. It's considered permanent. The Gemara continues, Rami Rabbanan ad Rabbanan. Let's ask a Sira on Rabbanan. It's not because we learned in the Mishnah Shabbos, Kashu, the Lebepiskav, Lebechevel. Rabbanan hold your letter tie bucket to well, even with a knot, if you're using a garter. However, you now use a rope. Rabbi Huda Matan, Rabbi Huda allows you not only to use a garter, but even to use a rope. So Gemara says, Chevel Demai, what type of rope are we referring to? Ilay Mechevel Demai, if it's talking about a regular rope, which is a strong rope that could hold up this basket or this bucket in the well and it's considered permanent. So Rabbi Huda Mata, how can you say Rabbi Huda Mata that? Of course it's we just said Rabbi Huda not only asses tying something with a knot, you even can't use a bow because it's considered Keshukayama. Of course that's a Keshukayama. Divade Asalabatule because for sure it's permanent and something you can leave there. What we're talking about is not a regular rope, we're talking about a weaver's rope. And that's why the fear Huda, it doesn't make a difference if you're using a weaver's rope or using a garter. Both are things that you're not going to leave there. You're going to take it after Shabbos because you're going to want to use it either as the weaver or you're going to want to use your own garter to hold up your sock, for example. And therefore, it's considered temporary. And you can use these items to tie a bucket to a well on Shabbos because of your Rabbi Huda, we said before that Badumine on Shabbos were separated from things. And people are going to realize that there's a difference between different items. But the Gemara is, because Rabbanu Chavel Degadi, Atul Chavel Amma, comes out that although Chavel Degadi should be exactly the same as a garter because they're both things that either you're going to remove from there or like Rashi explains that Chevel Gadi is not something that's strong enough to use all the time as you rope for the well, and therefore you're going to take it out and replace it with a stronger rope. But in any case, it's a temporary rope, and therefore it should be mutter. However, 
Rabbanu make a gzera and say we're going to be goyza or chavul the gadi or to chavul the amos. You see that you make a gzera of one thing or to another. The Gemara says in chavul bechavul mechlof. And the bichir loy mechlof. The Gemara is basically answering the same thing that we responded before. Just like the Chacham said, Shem b'Shem mechlof. Here also one rope for another. People are going to make a mistake. However, and even bichir they're completely different actions, and therefore though you're not allowed to make a knot on Shabbos, and even you can make on Shabbos you're allowed to make a bow because it's not something you're going to interchange and make a mistake. The Gemara continues, We just said, Shabbos and Rabbi Huda doesn't make a gzera because of things that you generally are bundled from. In fact, Gemara, we have a brisa, and some say, it's a Mishnah, that it is a Bechar, which belongs to the Kayin, and it has some sort of a medical procedure or medical problem, like a blood clot, and you have to let the blood out of its veins. Rabbi Huda holds that you cannot do it, not only in a place where it's going to cause a murder, of course you can't be matal mumbekachim, that's an Isidurai. So, but even if it's in a place that it's considered a mum or it's somewhere where it's going to heal, or it's not considered a mum at all, you're not allowed to do it there either because of Xera. So you see, Rabbi Geyser, even by Kachim, which is something that you bother from, you're generally separated from, he still makes Xera. The Chum say, as long as it's in a place where you're not going to make it in a mum. And the Gemara answers, of course, Rabbi Yudah holds that in a place that Badmane, we generally don't make Xera, but Hassam, it takes Shadu Balmamoyna, Amina, over there we have a gzera because a person is scared that this animal will die and then he'll be left with nothing because it's considered kachim and he'd have to get rid of it and be also by not to the kind he wouldn't be able to use it at all so in this particular case we are geyser that you can't do akaza even in a place that doesn't make a mum because you might come to do it in a place that's ice my mum in order to save the animal but Rabbanon Rabbanon say that sometimes by making gzera which is the actual kaima since the person will be concerned about his money and won't keep doing gzera at all so it'll actually cause a larger issue, issue as since he will know that it's also to be make his both b'makamum and shalib b'makamum and he won't realize that one is an isidurisa and one is only based on xera and once he will be oiva and do akaza shalib b'makamum because he's concerned about his money he will eventually be oiva and do akaza even b'makamum and the Gemara yes do we say that a person is concerned about his money and therefore you have to make xera but now we have another Mishnah we will explain the difference between Mekadr and Mekatsman in a moment, but basically it's the same idea. You're scraping and brushing an animal on Shabbos in order to get the dirt off the animal, and potentially it could come to Chavala, which is, of course, an Av Malacha. And the Mishnah said, Rabbi Yudha holds that on Yantiv you can't do Mekadrin, but you could do Mekatsman, because Mekadrin will make a Chabura and Mekatsman won't, and it's not a Xera. The Chum say that you can't do either because we make a Xera. Vitanya, we learned in the Bible, Ezo Kida, Ezo Kida, what's the difference? Kida, Tanim, Vaisa Chabura, Kida has small bristles, and therefore they're going to make a Chabura potentially, and Kers of Gedolim, there are larger spaces between the bristles of Ein and Chabura, and they generally don't make a Chabura. And therefore, L'Chayr over there, we see it, Rabbi Yudah still doesn't make a Gzera, even though L'Chayr, we should say that there should be a Gzera because Adel Balam Amayna, he doesn't want his animal to die or be in Tsar. And the Gemara responds, Hasim, the Yishavaglim, Mayas, I mean, Adel Balam Amayna. The only time we say Adel Balam Amayna is, for example, by the Bechar, if you weren't make his down, potentially could die. But Hacha, Yishavaglim, Tsar, Ba'amu, Le'amina, Adel Balam Amayna. Over here, but since it's not going to die, we don't say Adam Balam Amayne, and that's why Rabbi doesn't make Xerah. Why by Chametz does he make Xerah, and by Katzif he doesn't make Xerah? L'chayyid are both not Balam Amayne, and L'chayyid should be Xerah by both cases. The Gemara says Lechem Balechem Michlov. Even Rabbi Huda holds of the concept of making a difference between things that could get confused, and not only is Chametz something that you're not bubbled from the entire year, but it's also something that's confused in between two different pieces of bread, the bread that you're allowed to 
use and you're allowed to eat the entire year and the bread that you can't eat however the difference between these two type brushes are completely different instruments and therefore people will not be confused so therefore you still have to look at the idea if something will be in order to say that you'll be geyser or they're not similar enough and therefore there's no reason for the we already learned this mission before and we said that both Rame and Rebuda agree that of course Chametz is awesome to eat and have enough from from after the sixth hour and onward which means from the beginning of the seventh hour let's explain these hours first the fourth hour is between nine and ten o'clock when you have Shoyus Manius where day starts at six and ends at six o'clock therefore each hour is completely a sixty minute hour and therefore from nine o'clock in the morning till ten will be considered the fourth hour the fifth hour will be from 10 o'clock in the morning till 11 o'clock. The sixth hour will be from 11 o'clock until 12 o'clock. And the end of the sixth hour, the beginning of the seventh hour, when it's also banah, and it's also to eat this chametz, is from the seventh hour, midiraisa, from 12 o'clock and onward. And our Mishnah says, Ramea holds that you can eat chametz entire fifth hour, and we're not worried that maybe you'll make a mistake between the fifth hour and the seventh hour. That's not something people make a mistake. However, you have to burn the chametz during the sixth hour, from the beginning of the sixth hour, even though over there, it's not also midiraisa, not bachil, not but we're worried that someone will make a mistake between the sixth hour and the seventh hour, and that's why you have to burn it at that point. Rabbi Yudah says, actually, no, we're worried that a person is going to make a mistake, that he's going to think that the seventh hour is actually the fifth hour, and therefore you're only allowed to eat it the entire fourth hour. The middle of the fifth hour, you have to be tiling, which means you can't eat it, but you don't have to burn it at that point. You can have a gnaw and you can give it to your animals, and you can burn it at the beginning of the sixth hour. Again, you burn it at that point because you don't want to have it during the seventh hour, which, of course, that would be an Isidurisa of Bayur potentially. Rabbi said another thing, that there were two chalais, which were actually made out of chametz because the Taita had 40 chalais, 30 of them were actually made out of matzah, but 10 of them were chametz, and they were actually puzzled, we'll see what that means in the Gemara, and they were placed on the top of the platform or on top of benches or bleachers that were in the base of Mikdash, and that was acted as a simon for when you're allowed to eat chametz and when you're not allowed to eat chametz. The Gemara will discuss that further. The entire time that they were placed there, it was a simon for everyone that you're allowed to eat during that time period because it's still the fourth hour. However, Nitla Achas Thailand, at the point that the Shlech Bezim would remove one of the chalas from there, it was a simon that at this point you have to be Thailand, you now eat it, and you still allowed to be Michael Vemo because you all have a gnaw. You now eat it, but you don't have to burn it. Nitla Shtein, once both of the chalas were taken away, that was a simon that was time to burn, and his little Kalam suffered, and therefore everyone started burning their chalas. Rabbilil adds to what Rabbiuta says, and he says, there are three periods. But first of all, you could eat the entire fourth hour. Of course, you're allowed to at that point as well. Not only are you allowed to be Michael Behemtai during the fifth hour, you're even allowed to eat your own truma because truma is an issa to be mafsikachimidayim, calls machiochal eichlam, as Rashi says, anytime you can eat it. And therefore, on that, we're not going to be geyser. We're going to let the kainim still eat the truma in order to make sure to eat as much as truma as possible before they have to burn it. And then during the sixth hour, you have to burn not only kulan, but even truma. And at that point, since Rave can make a mistake between the sixth and seventh hour, so therefore you have to burn it, even though you could be mafsid kachim that would still be mutter to burn at that point, as we will explain later, and we will stop over here.